What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Am I coming out a little bit too strong this morning? Well, by God, let me tell you why. It's finally Friday. That's right. It's Friday, June the 9th. That's right. It's 6 9. In the year of our Lord, 2023. Nice, right, Shane Albee? This is episode 877 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But let me tell you, we have got a lot of show before we get to that point in, uh, in today's little program. Here in our first hour, we're going to be joined by not one, but two of our first hour regular guests. First, in about 15 minutes, actually less than 15 minutes from right now, we're going to be joined by our regular Thursday guest. He's the voice of your down East Wood Ducks baseball team and University of Mount Olive Athletics, but this week, he's the voice of NCAA Division II Baseball World Series up in Cary. It's our good friend Sugar, Shane Albee. He's going to get us caught up on that tournament. They've had a couple of big upsets in that tournament, too, uh, so uh, looking forward to finding out everything that's going on up in Cary at the Division II World Series. Uh, Shane, and I got to mention this, said it yesterday, and he did it for the second week in a row, and I believe third or fourth week in the last five weeks or four or five weeks or so. Just, uh, I think I, I messaged him yesterday and I told him he's like our uh, utility infielder, our all-star utility infielder. They can play three or four different positions in the infield. Uh, and that, that's what he is, man. Sugar Shane, he graciously swapped his Thursday spot with Paul yesterday since Paul is, uh, Paul is our typical first hour Monday guest, but, uh, he is off defending our country at Fort Liberty this week. As he, uh, you know, just in case you didn't know, Sergeant Paul Whittington is in the uh, National Guard and just does uh, so much, man. Not only on my show, he goes on Mark Panicelli's show every week. He's a, a great husband. Hot Lindo will tell you he's a great son, and he's about to become a great father, too. But I uh, really do appreciate it. Like I said, again, Shane, I'll be uh, swapping places with him. and going to be in our first hour, but that's not all. At about 35 minutes or so into this first hour, our regular Tuesday guest is going to pop his head up on the show. Uh, he's the news director for the Carteret County News Times. He's our NBA and hoops expert, Richard Clark. Now, we were off this past Tuesday, if you remember, and there is no way in the wide, wide world of sports I could go two weeks without having Rich on, especially with the NBA Finals going on. This is his uh, Super Bowl week, uh, these couple of weeks here were the NBA Finals, and I just, there's no way. I could not go uh, two weeks without having him on. Now, he'll, we'll have him back on next Tuesday, as we'll be uh, probably about, what, what, game four, game five, of the NBA Finals at that point. But uh, it's two games to one right now. The Denver Nuggets lead the Miami Heat, and uh, absolutely had to have Rich on. And, and again, he graciously, uh, we didn't, like I said, we didn't do a Tuesday show 
So uh, he, uh, here on Friday, is getting up with us and uh, doing the show today. So uh, that's our first hour. That's just our first hour, man, with two awesome guests. But in our second hour, we're going to welcome another first-time guest to the show. When new Lenore Community College head basketball coach Matt Grantham is going to visit us here in our plush, well-lit studio on Whitehall Drive. We're going to get to know Coach Grantham. i got to admit, I've never talked to him before. It's almost going to be like uh, us having, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank real quick here. Uh, Billy Stern, when we had a Kenston Wingman GM, Billy Stern here in our uh, in our studio on Tuesday, or on Wednesday. I'd never met him before. Same deal today, Matt Grantham here in our second hour and so very very much looking forward to that man we're already putting next oh, I, I tell you what how's that for guests man that is crazy uh again shane alby richard clark here in the first hour matt grantham the birthday game in the second hour and we will send you off to the weekend in style how about that uh man already putting together next week's shows too as you know we've, we've kind of got to do and we'll have a regular guest mark panicelli on monday richard clark will be back on tuesday shane albie will be back on thursday uh we'll have uh paul whittington back on friday and then our second hour guest we're gonna have uh shelly barnes from lcc on monday and then david barnes uh shelly and david barnes they are both going to be coaching uh, shelly's now the ad or not now she's been the ad at lcc for a while now but uh, that pair that that married pair are going to be uh coaching the lcc volleyball team uh this uh fall so we're going to be talking to them about that uh talking to them about the state of uh, lcc athletics which is uh by the way in uh, pretty doggone good shape right now uh and uh they've made a couple of changes here in the off season uh especially like i said with uh, matt grantham replacing chris brown on the men's basketball court shelly and david uh replacing uh lee avery on the volleyball court but listen don't uh i had a chance to hang out with lee avery this past uh saturday night when we were at the uh at roxy's for the concert out there with mickey weatherington and something else and how about this? Lee Avery, uh, he, uh, I, guess, I guess you could just, uh, the, the nicest way to say it, loses his job at LCC, turns around, and is now the head volleyball coach at Arundel Parrot Academy. How about that? So uh, good on him. And uh, we're going to have him on sometime in the next few weeks, too, as we're getting ready for uh, the start of fall sports. That's right. It's June the 9th, guys. Fall sports is going to be here before we even realize it. I can promise you that. But uh, again, Man, uh, Shelly and David on Monday. Uh, later on in the week, we've got Linda Rouse Sutton. Uh, we've not had her here on the show in a minute, and it'll be good to get uh, caught up on everything that's going on with uh, with county government, and she is the chair of the uh, Lenore County Commissioner, so looking forward to that. Got to tell you, uh, I'm going to try to get uh, – we might do this on Friday's show of next week, a week from today. Had the uh, Parks and Recreation Commission meeting last night. I am a commissioner on Park, uh, Lenore County – Kansas Lenore County Parks and Recreation Commission. Lots of great things going on with the, with the commission. We've got – uh, just all kind of, like I said, just great things going on. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because I'm on the commission. We've got the hall of fame class. I believe this is the seventh or eighth hall of fame class that is coming up. Uh, that's going to be on August 19th. And I need to start uh, telling you guys about this and getting you reminded of it because it is, it is just right around the corner. What we're two, just a little over two months away from that, uh, man, what a great class we've got coming in, including, oh, not including this is a class of athletes, William Clay Crane, uh, Croom Jr., Craig Dawson, our good friend Craig Dawson, Daryl Goff from North Lenore, 
How about Hatch? Chris Hatcher's. I'm looking over my left shoulder here at a Chris Hatcher uh, autographed Dodgers jersey. Earl Miller will be joining the class. Jennifer Nye from Arundel Parrot Academy. Charles Shackelford from uh, Kinston High School. Uh, we'll be uh, uh, putting him in posthumously. And then from South Lenore, Peggy Jean Taylor and Don Whaley. Then on the coaches' side, how do you get bigger than this? Craig Hill and Wells Gullage uh, being inducted as coaches. And then over on the recreation side, the great Bill Ellis. And I can tell you that week before the uh, – uh, before the Hall of Fame ceremony, which I said is again August the 19th. In fact, probably that two weeks leading in, we're going to be talking to all these Hall of Fame uh, folks as we'll be inducting them into the class. And then uh, high school football starts on August the 18th. We've got the Hall of Fame class on the 19th. We've got fall signups coming on, going on, uh, getting ready to start here in uh, Kenston and Lenore County. Man, we have got so so much great stuff going on here in uh, Kinston and Lenora County. It, it, it bugs me, and I've said this many times, all these naysayers like, there's nothing to do in Lenora County. I, you're insane. Listen, we've got three baseball teams playing baseball right now in Kinston and Lenora County between the Down East Wood Ducks, who we're going to get to them here in a minute, and we're going to get to all these teams. The Kinston Wingmen playing their games over at Lenora Community College, and then uh, our Legion team. Uh, our American Legion team that is playing over at Kinston High School. And I, you know what? That's what I really need to do is look at a calendar and figure all this out because I'm telling you, I doubt there's hardly a night where one of those three teams are not playing in Kinston and Lenora County. So, uh, uh, man, no reason not to get out there and support them. But like I said, you know what? I, I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to get uh, uh, our good friend Corey Povar to come on the show or actually – this is what we've talked about, and I teased it here a little bit. I'm going to do the show live from uh, uh, the Parks and Recreation Department or the uh, Kenston Community Center, and I'm going to be up there at the front desk with uh, Miss Georgie and Mr. Al, and I ha put headphones on them, have them talk to me for a little bit, and then we'll have uh, Corey come in and talk to me and, uh, hey, Kelly Cannon, all the folks over there. Heck, we might even get, well, not might, we will get Jonathan Massey on the show too. We're going to have a blast. That's going to be a really good time. And I'm going to shoot for a week from today. Let's see how that works out. So there you go. Uh, usually this time, this is when I give you a Junius update. I've got to admit, don't have much. I know he had a rough day on Wednesday, but I talked to his pops yesterday. In fact, he's going to be in town. Uh, Junius's dad's going to be in town today as we're going to take care of some business uh, today. Looking forward to that later. In fact, Joe Hargett, if you're listening, we're going to be over at uh, King's about noon today for lunch. And then, uh, like I said, going to take care of some business here in town with uh, Mr. Smith, Junius's dad. But he told me he's rested comfortably the last couple of days. Had a couple of rough days uh, with uh, some uh, – he's got so many tubes and stuff going into him. And uh, kind of – I think there was like an infection-type deal, and they've had to knock that out and some other things too. But resting comfortably and just getting better. And as I've said several times this week here about Junius – I, uh, I've just got to learn to be patient myself. Uh, this is going to be a very slow process. This isn't, you know, I mean, it's now been two weeks and a couple of days, two weeks and three days since he had the, the brain surgery, uh, where they, uh, removed, uh, some dangerous mass and, uh, we'll find out more about that. And I'll get you uh, some updates on my Facebook page and then on Monday show too, but just keep the prayers going up for Junius. Love that. Love that kid to death. Uh, the down East wood ducks. Here's some good news for you. The down East wood ducks last night, uh, played in, uh, Del Marva, they won last night seven to one. They are now thirty and twenty. They're ten games above five hundred, 
And they're one game ahead of the hated Carolina Mudcats for first place in the Carolina League North uh, because the Mudcats lost. I said that wrong. The hated Mudcats lost at home to Fayetteville yesterday. How about this? The Woodies now have the best record in the Carolina League altogether. Game four of their six-game set is today at 7.05 up in Maryland between the Delmarva Shorebirds and the Down East Wood Ducks. They return home on Tuesday to face uh, Salem. That'll be the first time they're facing this week in a seven-game series. Can't wait to hear our, our good friend uh, Shane Albee back behind the mic again. He'll be with us here in just a couple of minutes, but can't wait to hear him again. Kenston Wingman were off last night, uh, but they travel. They're four and four right now. They travel to River City on Saturday for a uh, old North State League game. And then the American Legion uh, post-43 team, they played last night. And I promise you this. Now, he usually gets it to me about 7.15 or so. Uh, but they are going to be uh, taking on, uh, or they took on Wilson last night. And he'll get the result to me. He's real good about it. It's about 7.15 or 7.20 when he gets it to me. But we'll get that result from him uh, here in a little bit. And uh, we will share it with you, whoever we're talking to at that moment, when Coach Eason gets that to us. We've got to get him back on the show, too, especially with them in the meat of their season right now. So there you go. Like I said, man, uh, we've got three teams, and yeah, I'm going to start. I need to write it out on a calendar so I can actually physically see it with my eyes because I would be willing to bet there is not a day between now and July 31st, or if there, well, there probably is a day or two, but there's not going to be very many days where we don't have a home game between our Down East Wood Ducks, the Kenston Wingman, and American Legion Post 43, uh, respectively, playing at Granger Stadium at LCC and at Kinston High School. If you're a baseball fan, man, you are in baseball heaven here in Kinston, Lenora County. Uh, NBA Finals, uh, game four is tonight. Uh, we will talk more about that with Richard Clark in our second hour. The Denver Nuggets lead two games to one. Uh, game four of the finals is today at 8.30 in Miami. The Stanley Cup final last night, Florida battled back uh they win uh last night's game three three to two in overtime kachuk does it again he is just he's a stud there's nothing else to say there's no better way to do it you saw you remember what he did to our carolina hurricanes two overtime or one overtime winner one another winner too and that's all he's done this is either the fourth or fifth winner that uh he scored game winner and uh man i you knew i in fact i had the panthers winning that series but it's two games to one now, and then game four is, uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Let me see when game four is. Da, 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 da. I know you guys like it when I, surf, when I surf on the internet. It's Saturday, Saturday, game four of the uh, Stanley Cup final in Florida. Florida uh, minus 125 favorites in that. Okay, we've got to get uh, Shane Albee up here on the line with us. But before we do that, let's thank our sponsor, our title sponsor, of the Brian Hanks Show, it's uh, Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton. 
to find out how you can change your life today. And again, as I say every morning here on the show, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt. Thank you to Dr. Rusty Hunt. Thank you to all the folks over at LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them. And let me tell you, there's somebody else I appreciate too, okay? He's on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. <laughs> there you go. It's our friend. It's the, uh, I, I, and I told you this in text yesterday, Shane, I kind of mentioned it in my monologue too there that, uh, you know what? You're like that rock star, all-star middle infielder utility player that can just play anywhere. Do we need you at short? We can put you at short. Do we need you at third base snagging fly or snagging line drives? We can put you there. Do we need you at second base? You know what? We could use it there. Hell, you'll even play f- some first base too, man. Shane Alvey. Thank you so much, dude. Good morning, my friend. Man, you know I'm all over whatever you need, like Smiling Scott in the College Hat Factory. <laughs> I love it. Smiling Scott in a College Hat Factory. That that might be that might be the line of the week right there, dude. I love it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, you know, if you're like, dude, I'm gonna need you to change your show to, I'm gonna be on next uh, Thursday from two to two o four p.m. Can you do it? Okay. Dude, it would probably be more like uh, I, I'm going to be on from uh, four to ten a.m. Can you can you join me at four twenty a.m.? I'll set the alarm. <laughs> You're the best. All right, my smiling Scott voice. I'll set the alarm. I'll set the. I'll set my clock. <laughs> I don't know. Fun. Just it's kind of a blend of him and Andy. Here. It's close. I gotta I gotta spend more time around Scott to separate out the two tones hey dude he just texted me he's listening to the show too and he said that's pretty awesome he liked that that was good hey, i'm a huge real. fan of i'm a huge fan of smiling scott oh I, dude we all are smiling scott uh let's see son of kinston the 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 lesser half of celeste and scott uh what is it that mr clemens calls him uh sweet pea Sweet, sweet pea. pea, oh, sweet pea. You, you need. Uh, we, he needs his own show. To be honest with you, he really does. He it really needs to does. be. In fact, yeah, it's almost like it would almost be like like the Republican response. You know, what I mean, or the or the uh, the Smiling Scott response. So, like after you show, it'd be like, and now for the Smiling Scott response. I love it. You know, you know it'd be so we cool. need to talk to both our mutual friend Jason Bryant. I bet you Jason Bryant can make that happen. What do you think? I think he can make it happen. It would sell. You'd be like, hey, Jason would be like, hey, look, I've got a great package for you. This is the uh, who you want to sponsor, the this son of Kinston show. Dude, that is awesome, man. I didn't even – I didn't know you had a Jason. Let's see. So we're in the first three minutes of you being on today's show. We've already heard a Scott Whittington impression and now a Jason Bryan impression. How cool is that? I'm telling you, man, I'm telling all these golden nuggets for your uh, viewers this morning, coming to you live from Cary, North Carolina, baby. Yeah, baby. We're going to get to that in a minute because I want to break that down. Uh, but dude, I've got a, the, the, what I sent you uh, this morning. Oh, I know. Did they take that from your, did they take that from your show or what? I saw that yesterday. Dude, and uh, let me just go ahead and tell you, dude, uh, it's already ordered, man. You have a uh, now. Mo- is that there? Is that the City Motor Boaters man. shirt that's going to be coming your way, my friend? That's awesome. Now, is that the Marlins alter ego, kind of like the the Wood Ducks have the cor- the collar greens? Is that is that their alter ego, the Motor Boaters? It is, dude. It is. Nice. Is that not just, uh, dude. I tell you what, man. Have you seen? Have you seen the logo? I have. Oh, I have. I was trying. Is that not? Is that? Is that like an engine? Like an engine? Is that what <laughs> that is? I was trying to figure out what dual, that was. It's dual engines. 
Now, okay. Well, I figured they probably that that logo and that whole concept was probably designed by. Oh, I tell you, it's probably designed by somebody down east. You know, they all do something like down here. You know, make them make it down here because it's that. That's our team, not the down east wood ducks. Our team's the Marlins now. <laughs> no, dude, it is, uh, dude, and the design is just amazing, dude. The design is amazing. It is. Now, it's an homage to, uh, you know, it's Big Rock Week begins on Monday. Yes. And uh, so, wow. so it is. It's an homage to uh, to the to the Big Rock uh, tournament, which, by the way, in fact, I need to call uh, Rob Bazell. Uh, he had uh, welcomed me to come on a boat, on his boat. You know, he uh, fishes in it every year, competes in it every year. And he's just not going to be able to do it, I don't think. He was wanting me to come on with him on Monday and uh, I just don't, again, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So we're going to get him on the show one day next week, but that's what it is. Uh, the, mo- the, mo- the Moorhead city motor boaters, they are, uh, it's no cool. Laws. but the shirt that I got you, it's the logo and it says built for speed, built for comfort, Moorhead city motor boaters. I love it. There's actually another team. I don't know where they are. I, I'm amazed. I know the, uh, the wingmen are trying to rebrand and rename and everybody's, you know, it's always cool. As creative as I am, I'm like, I, I could not come up with something there's a team there's a team i forget where there are where they are no i know what it is it's a it's a business in kinston i thought it was a baseball team but it's like the mullet or something like that and it says something like business in the front party in the back and i was like <laughs> and it's got the it's got the logo of a dude with a mullet and i was like how cool is that i mean if you have a mullet you got to go to that place you know what i mean but you know, like the sock puppets you know and all these different names that people come up with you know it's just amazing to watch it happen now, you know I'm trying to grow a mullet, right? And that, that's not no, a joke. I, it's not a joke, dude. If you've noticed, I've let my – well, we've not really – dude, we've not really seen each other. I need to come up in the press box one day next week. Let's just hang out for a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I'm letting my hair grow. And uh, Linda's encouraging this. I, I'm trying to build – I'm trying to build. I'm trying to grow my own mullet, dude. Why does she, like, walk walk by the mirror every day like, go, Brian, go with your mullet. You know what I used to do? You know what I used to do at baseball games? I did this because um, there was used to be an umpire who would come to um, the field. I can't think of his name, but whatever reason, he was obsessed with guys. He was upset with mullets. You know what I mean? So what I would do, what I knew, especially if I knew he was umping a game, I'd play some you know, something like something like cat scratch fever or some Leonard Skinner. And I'd say, this one's going out to all everybody in the ballpark wearing a mullet. You know who you are. <laughs> and I would, I always would salute the mullets in the, uh, in the, um, and probably throw on a Joe, a Joe dirt quote, you know, dude, you and John Clemens need to come up with that. That would be awesome. Mullet night at the ballpark. If you if you come in you have a mullet, and it's got to pass mullet inspection, okay? It can't, mine's not yet a mullet. Let me just go ahead and tell how you. About, how about we get a business to design, get the Shiver on this, get a, a, a business to to sponsor like a mullet that you can wear on your head. You know what I mean? Oh, and it, my God. What? Dude, how about a mullet that's built into a hat? What? You know? That would be so cool with the hair the coming out, with the hair coming out. Yep, yep, yep. Where the hat, you put the hat on, you automatically have eight inches of pleasure there on the back of your head, you know? Or dude, dude, and then dude wears the mullet hat too. That would be so cool. <laughs> dude, that would be. But I guarantee you, awesome. I can, this I can guarantee listeners. <laughs> um, 
in the in the top of the fifth inning when he races the kids, you know that mullet hat is coming off because he's already lost. Like he's already lost his he's already lost one of his feet a couple of times this year. I mean, he just leaves it behind. It's already happened. Well, I, dude, listen. With okay, let's talk some wood ducks real quick. We'll save the best for last. We'll save the World Series for last. And like as you know, as I like to say, we're here for a good time, not a long oh, yeah. time. But uh, I've got to give you credit. I've got to give, and you just mentioned Shiver Person and uh, and and uh, Clemens, John Clemens, and Janelle Fitch. Everybody who was involved with Heritage Night last one, uh, last unbelievable, night. unbelievable. I got goosebumps, and this is not an exaggeration, dude. Dude, you you're, you're so good, man. And I have told anybody that'll listen, and everybody knows. And then, with all due respect to Alan Wooten, who uh, who try he tries real hard. You can tell this isn't his forte, but he tries hard behind the mic. But what a God, great voice! What a, what a uh, great got, voice! I loved it. I mean, and he takes the he takes the pregame reads, and he'll write stuff in the margin. And let me tell you what else he did. He made a you know all the reads we do, and. For example, cross crawl space medic. Well, they didn't really have a slogan. It was more like, you know, that's a fly ball out brought to you by cross. Well, I went and looked at their website and I found a slogan. Well, Alan went and he brought up like wrote like a whole paragraph about them. You know what I mean? So he did that for all the sponsors and the reads so he could rotate that out throughout the game. And he made a really awesome, really awesome notes and well, expanded on, well, on the, so he, yeah, he, 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 he He's a he's a good backup. He's still learning the craft. A good good dude too. I've known Alan for forever and ever. We've talked about it in your previous appearances. I got to tell you, man, you were awesome last week, and I mean that. You're awesome every game. Wow, just, I appreciate that, you, dude. And everyone was hanging on to every word that you were doing between innings when you were doing all. Really? That. Oh, dude, I told you. I thought I told you that between on Black Heritage Night and you honored uh, you and Shiver and the whole. Let me tell you. Well, let me, he let me, did let an finish. amazing job. Let me finish. I mean, you guys did. So, I know all oh, Shiver's just amazing, but uh, just it's specifically, specifically, uh, you guys just killed it, man. I don't even know any other way to play, say it. John Dudley, who was part of the 1951 Atkin High School walkout, uh, who was one of the leaders of it, not just a participant. He was one of the four student leaders of it. Dude drove all the way down from uh, from Maryland to be a part wow. of it, and then you, when you read it. Dude, it brought tears. He 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 started crying, man. I mean, wow. it was, and this is what he told me: "You're going to get a kick out of this, dude." And this is where I want you to know: you're not just up there, just you know, doing reads, and you know, you're not just a ten ninety nine. Well, you know what I mean, dude. It's more than that. This is what he told me, man. And I told uh, Clemens this too, dude. When he was a kid, when he was coming up in the forties, I mean, when he was a child in the nineteen forties, and like I said, as a high school junior and senior in fifty one and fifty two. Dude, they weren't even allowed to go in Granger Stadium because he was wow. Blind. So he said, and I don't. I the gist of it was this isn't verbatim, but the gist of it was, listen, when I was a child, I couldn't even come in here, and now I'm being honored here. Wow. And, and dude, if that doesn't give you goosebumps, if that doesn't mean anything to you, dude, it's just amazing. But again, you, Shiver, John Clemens, Janelle Fitch, just everybody that put that thing together and participated in it. I just want you to know it wasn't just another theme night at the ballpark. It's one that's going to stay with people forever. I know when you were introducing all the HBCUs and when you were introducing the classes from Akin High School and uh, just the just the, the folks that needed to be recognized, who a lot of them had never been recognized before, dude. It just it meant, wow. the, it meant the world to them, Shane. I was I was honored to have done it, and even they need to make a movie about the one. I can't, and I forgive me for not 
remember the exact words, but um, it was a situation where they were going to do the walkout and he gets on the microphone and he says something like, uh, so-and-so's purse is missing. Please report, return it yeah, to the, yeah. you know, and, and everybody just kind of sat around and thought, okay, this is another routine announcement. And that was the, the signal for everyone to get out and walk out. And I thought, how amazing is that? You know? So I was honored to be on the public address to recall, recant, you know, to talk about that um, awesome uh, moment involving a public address, you know, and I thought, yeah, how yeah. amazing is that? You know? Well, Dude, I had the honor of, uh, it was in 2010, of writing a, a big article about that. They were coming up on the history of it, uh, or 2011, I'm sorry, the 60-year uh, anniversary of it for the free press. And one of those stories I probably should have doled off to somebody else, but when I got presented with it, and I was the editor at the time, or the news editor, I was like, no, no, I'm writing this. And I had someone, I got to meet him. I got to go up to Maryland to, uh, that's where he lives up in uh God, I can't remember the name. It's a suburb of uh, D.C., though. And, uh, dude, got to meet him. At the time, two others of the four leaders were still alive at that point and got to uh, talk to them, too. And, dude, it's just. It's a, it was amazing. First of all, first of all, that's that's them being honored at Granger Stadium is an, is, is an example of how great God is. Yeah. You know, and then second of all, um, it's amazing how they, I was the whole time I'm going through these reads, even before the game, I'm going through. Cause you know, Maddie was like, man, there's going to be no knocker ball. It's going to be no, you know what I mean? She's there's going to be after they race, dude, there's going to be nothing after that. It's just reads, you know, I was thinking, wow, there was a lot of planning that went into this. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? And to coordinate, to coordinate all, oh, every time I read a read and a different group would go, ah! and it was so cool. Whoa, 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 yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did they sound like? Well, I'll tell you what they really did when I played when I played certain songs like Salt and Peppers Push It. Yeah. Um, there was there were certain you could tell there was some alumni groups from the HBCUs that were like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey and I was like, You don't know that I know that I know that you know that I know that you know that I know that I'm rocking it out. You guys you know, so it was a lot of fun because you know how it is. We love it when people get in in the interact with what you do, um, on the mic and, and music and stuff. That so was awesome. That was a great crowd and they stayed, you know. Dude, the entire you know, game, I know we did too. I think yep. we left maybe – oh, dude, I got to tell you this. So we left a little bit early because we wanted to get out to uh, Roxy's to go watch uh, Mickey Weatherington and something else. Dude, when we left, we were down 6-1. to one. Or no, 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 no. I'm thinking yeah. about Saturday night's game. I'm thinking about Saturday night's game, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were yep. – dude, you're going to love this. When we left, we were down 6-1, to one, and I'm like, well – here we go. They had this, you know, at that time, a four-game winning streak, and we're gonna, yep. we're gonna lose, dude. I get out to Roxy's, and by the way, Maddie Meehan was out at Roxy's that night, dude. Got to see her, uh, and I, I can't do her voice the way you do, but she did. I'm gonna try though. You ready? She's like, you know, Brian. You know, Brian. We came back and won. I'm like, what? And they did. They came <laughs> back and sent it to extra innings, and uh, yeah, you shouldn't have left as early as you did. Is that a good Maddie Meehan? Very good. I'm telling you, I would, I would marry, I would marry her just to hear the voice every day. You know what I mean? I I'd just be like, what are we having for breakfast today, Maddie? Yeah. Hey, uh, listen, we're sitting down for breakfast at Lubbock's cafe. Maddie, can you read the menu? <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. Shane Alvey, sugar Shane Alvey joining us this morning here on the show. Hey, uh, and- hey real quick. I got to tell you, uh, Dory's door at door is, uh, you're going to have to have Dory on talk about his recruiting. He, uh, your boy, Mir Mir is coming to Mount Olive. What? How about that? They were at one time. Listen, ECU came and looked at Mir Mir. Now, Mir Mir, unfortunately, again, had another season-ending injury. I think it was 
at least his second. It might have been his third, dude. I mean, just uh, they've got it. He is such a good player, man. And you want to talk about a steal? That is a steal yep. for. I mean, like I said, e, I know ECU was looking at him. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm gonna tell you, Appala- dude, when you Appala- got Appalachian was in looking at him. And you got him Dory to- sitting across. Dory, you got Dory sitting across the dinner table from you. It's hard to tell him no, <laughs> dude. No, 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 no. Look here, Bob. We always got a great training program out there, and then, uh, we got uh, this man. I still don't know his name. He played good music. You know, he played good music. I love it, dude. Listen, <laughs> we've only got a couple minutes left, and I hate to do this. Like I said, we're uh, yes, I understand. Up. But tell us about the uh, the uh, Division II NCAA World Series. That is where you're at right now, up in Cary. Just give us a recap to this point. Where do we stand this week? That is correct. I had to go to a five-star hotel to equal your conditions of your uh, <laughs> wow. your your studio. But man, what a what a what a week it's been! Um, believe it or not, the mighty North Greenville Crusaders started out with a win. Um, they they beat Augustana from South Dakota. They had to come back and win that, um, but they did. They 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 come back and won four to one. So that set up a rematch from last year. Uh, they took on the. Uh, Angelo State Rams, who were like number two and three in the country all year long. And Angelo State, unfortunately for the Crusaders, they had the Division Two Pitcher of the Year. And he was lights out. They beat North Greenville 6-2. That set up a elimination game between North Greenville and Southern New Hampshire. And the boys from Southern New Hampshire, uh, the Penman, uh, won that 8-4. So right now we've got the um, – this is Friday. This is um, So you've got – there's – Coming into yesterday, you had four teams left. Um, you had Rollins from Florida. Uh, there are the Tars. And you had Cal State San Bernardino. Yeah, oh, I messed their name up. They're, they are the Yotes. Not the Coyotes, but the Yotes. Um, it gets even better. Don't ask me why I did this. Don't ask me why I did this. But on opening day, I announced them as the Wolves. And uh, they, they had a fit. Because apparently their basketball team was at some tournament maybe a year ago or sometime. And it was maybe an elite eight and whatever reason they had introduced him as the wolves then. So unbeknownst to me, I opened up, I poured salt in a big wound because they are the coyotes or the yotes for short, even their jerseys say yotes. So anyway, that was, and when the, my suit kind of like my supervisor out here was like, why'd you do that? I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I did yeah, that. You tell them um, because you're doing four games a day or three or four games right. a day. And-, and I'm on, and I'm in the middle of like a three week streak between Wayne County, American Legion, the down East wood ducks and the world series. So, you know, I might even announce the Wayne County post 11 as the Yotes. I don't even know. It may happen, <laughs> but, but long story short, we have one game today and it is a, it was because when, uh, so anyway, um, Rollins uh, was undefeated yesterday and they lost to Cal State San Bernardino 16 to 11. Man, you talk about a barn burner. So, yeah, let me tell you, there's no, there's no time, there's no pitch clock up here, baby. So, you know, it could be a three hour game. So, um, and of course, if I had a nickel for every time I've made a Wood Ducks reference, like, you know, back in Kenston, we'd be done by now. Um, but long story short, one game today. You've got Rollins and Cal State San Bernardino, who each have one loss. So the winner of that will advance to play tomorrow in the championship game against the undefeated Rams of Angelo State. Uh, Angelo State beat Southern New Hampshire yesterday 5-3, so the Penmen are gone. So Angelo State's sitting pretty. You know, they've got to be – whoever advances to play them tomorrow, Angelo State has to be beaten twice. Um So it gets underway one thirty tomorrow. So I'm telling you, if you're looking to see some amazing – baseball the d2 world series or the d2 national championship and carry 130 today and then 
one thirty tomorrow with a possible, you know, second game tomorrow. But Angelo State, they're tough. Wow. Um, they're looking you know really what? good. Even they're, if you don't know who the teams are, you need to go up there so you can hear the, the golden pipes of Sugar Shane. The Owen. golden pipes. Yes. Oh, the, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, um, I When I was first – the first day I was coming in, there was an older man. And, they, you know, every couple of years they just – there's new people working. And there was an older gentleman working at the gate, and I didn't have my credentials yet, and I walked in, and I said, hi, I'm the PA announcer. And he's like, are you any good? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I said – I said, I'm all right, you know, but uh, dude, you're, you are better than all right. You know that. And I know that dude. And I miss your mom is all Honestly, right. Well, we your daddy's there. all right. There oh, sorry. Go. We were there Saturday and, and again, nothing against Alan, man. I mean, he is doing his best, but dude, uh, the music, He'll do anything. The, the music and the sound effects and everything, dude, I can't wait for Tuesday to roll back around. Hey, by the way, you got to know this and I'll let you know this and I, we've got to go but a week from uh, tomorrow. Uh, on Saturday, the 17th, get, uh, Linda's celebrating her birthday and we're going to have her what? birthday. We're going to have her birthday party out there. Guess who's throwing out the first pitch? No freaking way. Not, no, 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 not me. I did mine at the end of last year. Remember you announced that? No. The it lady was, who pronounces the word sister, sister. <laughs> no, it's smiling. Scott Whittington going to throw. Oh out the no, the smiling Scott. You better look, you better put him through the metal detector because <laughs> he carries a hawk bill knife. He carries a hawk bill knife. There you go. So you'll get to introduce Smiling Scott. Williams I look forward to that the first pitch. How about that? Now I, I can't wait, and I will be one of the highlights of my career. But I will tell you, I will not be at Granger Stadium Tuesday. Wayne County Post Eleven has a game, but okay. I will be there Wednesday through Sunday. And on Thursday, we got a doubleheader. Wednesday, twelve noon. It's a, it's like Scout Camp Day. They'll be camping out. I might need your advice on that. I'm like, what happens after the ball game? Do I leave and they just <laughs> camp out on the on the field? What happens there? I don't oh, know. You'll, but you'll find a couple of scouts sleeping in your car too, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Shane, I'll be the dirt. You are the best, dude. Thank you again. And I know. I hope you heard Paul yesterday. Paul sent you a thank you yesterday too. I uh, didn't, but I'll t- I'm gonna go back and listen. And uh, look, it's an honor. Anytime he needs to switch, move, whatever. I mean, heck, I'll even put on the uniform and pretend to be a soldier, whatever he needs. <laughs> there you go, Sugar Shane Albee. Thank you so much. Can't wait to hear you back behind the mic. Go up to the College World Series. You can listen to him and carry or Wood Ducks next week, dude. Thank you so much, dude. Yes, sir, Brian. Have a great weekend. There you go. That's Shane Albee. Let's get Richard Clark up here on the line with us. Uh, now, Rich, as you know, our regular uh, Tuesday guest. But, again, we took Tuesday off this past week. And uh, and so had to get Rich on the, on the show this week, especially with the NBA Finals going on. He is our NBA expert. He is our hoops expert. He is the news editor of the uh, Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Uh, his Twitter handle is K Paul's 22. And you tell everybody what K Paul's 22 stands for, dude. Oh, the cat I had named Kitty Paul. <laughs> Still one of the great names of an animal. I like tell you, your voice was super deep there for folks. Who might have, what was the name of that cat again, dude? Kitty Paul. <laughs> <laughs> dude to hear you say that in that extreme bass voice that you have dude it just it's awesome dude we've got so much to get to we're here for a, lo- a good time not a long time i gotta uh first off dude how about the oh i gotta it's, we were talking about cats we'll stay on this theme for a second have you seen this uh i don't know if he's on tiktok but i know he's definitely on like uh that facebook reels stuff uh, mr kidders have you seen him yet 
I don't know if I have. Oh, I've got a Now, we have one down here in Carteret County that's on TikTok that has quite a few followers, like a million more. Oh, my God. Uh, We did a story on him, and it's him and his cat. So, pretty interesting stuff. Well, dude, no, I get this one. They've put like, this is what I've said about our cat Stormy that I, and I've said this for several months. It's something I've wanted to do and I just haven't done it. But dude, it's this regular cat, just this tabby looking cat, but they have a, like a little GoPro thing as like a, uh, a collar around him. Okay. So it's like right below his chin. And so I have seen that is I Richard, I can't get enough of it. You can ask Linda. I bet I watch this is call me on it dude i watched 10 minutes of that a day of just following mr kidders around as he walks around he's uh like i said he's like a gray and white tabby kind of cat but he's got uh he's got like two friends he's got a black cat friend and then he's got like an orange friend too and dude they like roam their neighborhood and climb trees and jump on roofs and talk to each other dude they touch noses with i mean they're out there in the middle of just nature so they're not doing it for you know like anybody watching them and dude, they touch noses, they meow at each other, they yell at each other, they they play with each other, dude. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen, man. Whoever did that, I mean, it's something like I said that I want to do, and I just have never done it. I need to, dude. It's genius. It is freaking genius. Just you get to follow a cat all day around with his uh, with his GoPro on. I I've seen that, and I I enjoy it the same way. I also watched this thing where they, they did a study on these cats in a little town in England, all the outside cats that would go in and out. And what they found was, number one, they would all use each other's cat door, doors and eat, eat each other's food in the house. And the people that were there didn't even know the other cats were in their house. And they, they figured out through mapping, some of the cats would go as far as 10, 15 miles away. Some of the others stayed closer. But they had these common areas that they used to walk, like a hallway or a highway, where they would interact with one another. But for the most part, they all had their own little territory. It was pretty interesting stuff, really, the way it worked out. It's amazing. And, I mean, like I said, dude, our Stormy Cat, let's see, he's brought us a bird. (laughs) Check this out, dude. You will definitely get a kick out of this. It was one day last week, dude, not an entire squirrel, but a squirrel tail which just brought up so many questions. We were wondering, did he kill the squirrel? I got to tell you, he did look a little more full that day. So I don't know if he ate a squirrel or if he just, but then we're like, did he rip the squirrel's tail off? And then, but dude, it was deposited, right? You know, you've been in my house, dude, just right there in the carport, the steps leading up to the carport. One day we get out of the, (laughs) we get out of the car and I look down, I'm like, Oh, Linda, look at this. And it was a, uh, it was a squirrel tail with a little bit of blood at the end of one of the, at the end of it, dude. Yep. <laughs> Yikes! Indeed, dude. Yeah, Indeed. we we feed birds in front of our apartment, and um, we also have obviously the stray cat. And I was wondering to myself, am I just creating a kill zone here? Or, <laughs> like how you, you feed know. deer? Like uh, we used to do that when right. I was growing up. We would put corn out for deer, and then we would, you know, we do that all summer long and everything. Yeah. yeah, and then we would go hunting. In, in yeah, yeah that's, that's probably not real i don't know that you could call that hunting that's sort of <laughs> well it's like you, you know. get the guy used to going to mcdonald's every day for six seven eight months and it's free food every time and then one day he goes and picks up his big mac and he gets killed you know i mean yeah, that's, hey, <laughs> that's what i'm saying i don't know that you can call that hunting <laughs> yeah you're probably right and have you ever squirted dur- uh, deer urine on yourself 
I have not, and thank goodness. <laughs> I can proudly tell you. I don't know if it's proudly. How about I can just tell you that, yes, I have squirted deer, deer urine on myself before, okay? Yeah, that sounds pretty disgusting. <laughs> it is, dude. It is just as disgusting as it sounds, dude. <laughs> no yikes <laughs> that's all yeah yikes. hey i'll do the forest gump here and that's all i got to say about yeah. that <laughs> richard clark the uh news director of the carteret county news times carolina coast online.com join and if you're our, our regular listener you're going wait a minute that's your tuesday guy what the hell is he doing on your show on friday well brian had to have the day off on tuesday so uh, you graciously decide uh, said you could uh come on friday dude there was just no way man i could not do the show again uh and not have you on uh you know go to blah, what am i trying to say here there's no way i could go two weeks and not have you on especially <laughs> dude i mean i could do that in maybe january or february but dude not in the middle of the nba finals man especially right in the middle i know dude what what an idiot dude, dude technically I could have you on on uh, you know your regular Tuesday spot. The finals might be over on Tuesday, dude. It sure might be. It sure might be. Well, let's talk a little bit about it. I don't know if I said it with you. I definitely said it on Panicelli's show uh, last week, dude. I, I actually picked the Heat to win. I picked them to win in seven. I And, of course, I mean, it's still possible. I mean, they've got to win, what, three of these last four games to do it. But uh, Oh, there's what. a pass for sure. Oh, there definitely is, but I'm telling you, I think they win tonight. I mean, I think, I mean, regard whether they win the whole finals or not, I think they win tonight and make it two to two. But, uh, good God Almighty, dude, you have told us all year long, and I mean, I'm patting you, I'm, I'm, I'm patting you on the back via uh, through the phone here, Rich. But uh, you have told us the whole time that uh, Jokic is just is the man and is the real deal, dude. Yeah. How about thirty-two <laughs> points? 21 rebounds, 11 assists. Dude, those are – if you and I played uh, – I don't even know. I haven't bought the NBA uh, PS5 game in a, in a few years. Oh, I, I have a PS4. Let's not get exaggerating here. But uh, I've not played the NBA game in a few years. But, dude, you would have a hard time getting those kind of numbers on NBA Live, dude. And he's doing it yeah. in real life, man. In the finals. No that. Yeah, dude, exactly. He's not doing it against the Charlotte Bobcats or the Seattle's or, or dude, how about that? No, where, where you, that don't the, even exist. Well, the big difference is you have time to prepare because there's three, two or three days between the games and you're seeing the same team. So you actually have time to prepare for it. And uh, Spolster, by all accounts, is one of the better coaches at that sort of thing. So, I mean, it just makes it all the more impressive. Well, dude, I got to tell you, I just finished a book. In fact, at about 2.30 this morning, one that I've been reading. It's uh, Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics, written by Dan Shaughnessy. And he spends a lot of time in it, obviously. And he was a beat writer for the uh, uh, for the Boston Globe, covering the Boston Celtics back in that 81 to 87 range, or 81 to 86 range. And I got to tell you, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this, Rich, is because he's talking about, especially in that 1986 season when – you had a bird and then Bill Walton had joined the team and, you know, uh, Dennis Johnson and Danny Ainge and, and, uh, Kevin McHale and just all those guys, Gerald Henderson, all those guys playing on that 86 team. And he was talking about just how smooth their passes were. And it was like, they were all one mind. They weren't like, you know, five players out on the court with separate agendas. They were like five players out on the court with just one agenda and dude, is that not a good comparison? Is that not a good analogy of this 2023 
uh, Denver Nuggets team because they are just fluid. Dude, they get the ball up the court and it touches the ball. It touches the floor once or twice the entire time uh, and just smooth passing. I mean, Jamal Murray and your boy Jokic, man, they act like they're just one being, dude. Well, Jokic, Jokic and, and Murray are, without question, the best duo. You know, they've been doing it for a while, and they are in sync. Um, but I think more importantly, it's when your best player cares about passing and things like that, it just seeps through the whole team. Um, so I think that's the big takeaway from it, is how when your best player is unselfish, it really shows up with everybody willing to make the next play and the next pass and that sort of thing. Well, it has been impressive, dude. It has been very – it has uh, been very, very impressive. Sorry, man, uh, my, my cat uh, – speaking of Stormy, my, my cat Stormy just threw me off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you have you met him? I'm trying to remember when you came. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that cat's got more person. I got the dog with the most personality in the world, and Molly, I got the cat with the most personality in the world. And Stormy, so sorry, just threw me off. But uh, you had this is again. I'm just echoing what you've been saying all season. But uh, they're just amazing together, and it's not just them. I mean, they are. Uh, they're an amazing team together. They they definitely are. The the roster construction has been pretty good um, over the last couple of years. Not having Murray for two playoffs in a row because of his injury was a setback. But they've done well in free agency with Brown and Caldwell Pope and some of those guys. They got they hit the lottery, not lottery, but they hit their draft with the Brown kids um, from Kansas. So they've had some fortune, you know. And even Michael Porter Jr., who was a big question mark coming out, who's been terrible in this series, but. Um, He's been good for him all year, and, and nobody knew what to think of him when he came out of the draft. So this has been a long time coming. It probably would have came a year or so ago had it not been for Murray's injury. But Jovic's been the best player in the league for a couple of years now. Well, he definitely had a couple. Of heck, uh, what? Probably should have been the NBA MVP this year, don't yep. you think? Without question. Without question. And it's funny to me to watch the guys that had so much to say about why Jovic was winning those back-to-back um, and voted for MB, and then MB got bounced. And here's Jovic putting up record numbers in the finals. Um, but you don't hear any of them with that same energy now. <laughs> no, you don't. And even in their defense, I will say this. He won those two MVPs, and they and you're talking about getting bounced, and they got bounced, what, in the second round two years and both years that he was the MVP? So – yeah, yes. I can sort of say not that Embiid has proven anything, you know, I mean, because he really hasn't. Yeah. In fact, if you were at that point when you were at the end of the regular season, and yeah, listen, I think you even said this, dude. Jokic melted in that last month of the season. You can tell oh, yeah, being the MVP means nothing to him. He wants no, to win. Uh-huh. That is it. Heck, I might have even got well, then Giannis got knocked out in the first round, but I might have even go, gone Giannis over uh, when you have that holy triumvirate there of Giannis, Jokic, yep. and B. Same, same. I might would have too. My, my only problem with those particular talking heads were the what they were saying between the lines. And that's what bothered me about what they were saying. So, you know, I thought that was out of place. Um, I don't think that Embiid was any better than Joker this year. Yeah. I guess you could give it to him, and I'm not going to quibble too much because of the last month of the season. 
But if you had said Giannis won it, I wouldn't have had a problem with that either. No, dude, exactly, exactly. And even uh, my boy in uh, Boston might have been uh, considered for it too. But anyway, here, we, uh, like I said, Richard Clark joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. And again, you're probably going, wait a minute. Please tell me today's not Tuesday. It's got to be Friday. If today's only Tuesday, this has been the <laughs> longest week in the world, right? Oh, absolutely. It's been the longest week anyway, but if it was Tuesday, man. Well, at least we've had <laughs> – exactly. At least we've had NBA Finals to keep us going. And, again, uh, two games won. The two Denver wins have just been, I mean, dominant. I mean – and I know – Well, they this, have this been, but you look at the scoreboard. Yeah. You, you know, you still – when you watch those two wins, you look at this, you, you figure you're watching the game and you're going, Denver's in complete control. But then at some point in the fourth quarter, you look at the scoreboard, and it's like a, the Heat are down eight. You know, how did that happen? You know, so I, at this point, I don't really don't know what to think of the Miami Heat. And and you could take away from game three, if you were a Miami supporter, you could take away that they didn't do a lot of, they didn't play well. None of those extra guys shot the ball well, and they were still sort of hanging around. If you're a Denver fan, well, Denver outscored them in the paint, but they didn't make any threes, and they had 10 more turnovers than Miami, and they still won. Yeah. So, you know, you can make a strong case either way if that's what you wanted to do. Because you could tell me tonight that one of those Duncan <laughs> Robinson or one of them is going to hit five threes and Miami will win this game, and I'd be like, okay. You mean the, play, you mean the player then. with the most punchable face in the NBA? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> I, I tell you what, him and Matt Struess in the old days, I'd have just clotheslined them. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the, it just the ball movement on that team is amazing. I got to again. We didn't get to talk earlier this week. It's now been ten days between your appearances here on the show with me uh, taking off this past Tuesday. But uh, I gave up on game two, man. I mean, you know, Miami jumped out to that big lead. Then Denver came roaring back. What was it, something like 28 to yeah. 6 or something yeah, yeah. crazy? So, dude, I went to bed midway through. I don't remember if I was messaging you that night or not. But uh, as folks should know, you and I message each other a lot during these uh, NBA playoff games. But, dude, I gave up on it midway through the third when they were up, what, 12? Denver was up yeah, like 12. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Dude, there, and I mean, in my head, Richard Clark, I said, there's no way that uh, the Heat are coming back from this much down in Denver. Went to bed, dude, you could have smacked me upside the head with uh, with a soggy newspaper. I don't know why that comes to mind. And you couldn't have shocked me anymore, man, when I saw that uh, Miami had come back and won that. That's the reason I still stand by, Rich. I think Miami's going to win this thing. I think they're going to win three of these last four games and, and win this thing in seven, dude. Where do you stand as we're going into game four tonight? I think this is this is kind of the – if you're going to go by recent history uh, and these two playoff teams, you could go either way. The Heat have, as you just said, constantly come back from this exact scenario in the previous two rounds, correct? Yeah. However – yeah. However, this is the exact same scenario that just played out in the Lakers series. You know, everybody thought, oh, well, the Denver went and stole game three, and now the Lakers will get it and they'll be even. And Denver went back and laid smack down again. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, as much as you want to say Denver's the better team and this should be a cakewalk, I don't know at this point how you could count Miami out of anything. I've watched them just make a game so ugly that, you know, by the time you look up, they're leading by one, and you're like, "What happened?" <laughs> so, 
Dude. I mean, it, it's really ugly to watch sometimes when, when they're winning. When Denver's winning, is beautiful. Well, I know, you know I've asked you this. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's just beautiful basketball, like you said earlier, moving the ball and all that. But when Miami's winning, there's a lot of shoot threes and a lot of free throws. Well, I know I have asked you this at least once and maybe even twice, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating a question that you're going to have to answer. But, uh, you know, in, in high school basketball, we have seen how important it is to have solid coaching. In college basketball, you you definitely saw in Chapel Hill this past year how bad coaching can mess up a, a very, very good team, a team that should have won the national championship or been a contender at least for the national championship. But, dude, you know, the the common, and it is a misconception to me anyway, and I want you to speak on this, Rich, but is that in the, in the pros, you just, you know, you, you get a bunch of talented guys together, you roll a basketball out and just let them do their own thing. Eric Spolstra has proven how important coaching, coaching is in the pro game, hasn't he? He has, um, although you could make a case that it's easier to coach guys that aren't quite as talented at any level than it is to coach a team that's got a bunch of talent. You can make that case, and honestly, I probably think you're right. Um, I think the bigger takeaway for me is I honestly think that one of the bigger problems with basketball as a whole is the lack of coaching. I think there's a lot of people that think they know basketball, but whether they can't get their message across and it's the kids, or whether the coach simply does not have a message to get across, I'm not sure what, what which one is right. I just know that you see a lot of the guys coming through with the same problems. You know what I mean? They can do the same things. They can't do the same things. And you wonder why this is the way it is. And are you, I'm, I'm talking about high school, college, or any of the pro levels. Um, you, you know, you just see it. Team defense, for instance, what happened? I mean, you know, yeah. there are guys that look completely lost, completely lost at all levels. Michael Porter Jr. couldn't tell you what a rotation, <laughs> defensive rotation is if you put it in front of him. And he's in the NBA. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I just think that we've come to an era where winning matters more than it probably should, especially in the lower levels. And so these, all the coaches are trying to win. And I think that's at the expense of teaching guys how to play. Well, there you go. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get that's your a long winded answer to no, your question. No, 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 I love it. I love it. Well, we will have tonight's game. We will have Monday's game uh, before you rejoin us on uh, Tuesday in the first hour of the of the show. Just so uh, what you know, what so I think that's the easiest way to do. It. I'm not even going to ask you to predict the end of the series at this point because I'm hoping it's still going on when we have you on Tuesday's show. What do you What do you see, Richard Clark? What do you see happening tonight? What do you see happening when the series shifts back to uh, to uh, Denver on Monday night? Uh, honestly, it's 50-50 for me. I think Denver, I've had the feeling that Denver is starting to get control of this. But, again, I thought that after, you know, that game two. Uh, I mean, that game, that first game they won. So you kind of go, I don't know. But if I had a gun to my toy gun to my head and had to, <laughs> and had to do, you know, put money on it, I would say Denver because they're the better team. They have more talent. And they got Jovic. Yeah. I mean, when they run the offense through him, they kind of get what they want, right? And for Miami to win, they have to get one of those three guys, well, four really, Martin, Vincent, Struess, or Robinson. One of those guys has to shoot well. They have to. 
or they don't win. You just you can go back and look at the numbers. So can one of those guys step up? Oh, absolutely they can. Could Joker go from 45 and 25? Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I wonder which which of those two paths are going to happen tonight. And I feel like whoever wins this game is probably going to close out pretty quickly afterwards with Denver. You know, the game three, a lot of, by all accounts, is the game. I think that in this year's playoffs, seven of the eight game three winners have went on to win the series. So I think that might have been the pivotal game, but we'll see. Well, I again, I, I would I, I would be scared to bet on this, put it that way. Well, there you go. And once again, and this is something that uh, if I had the time or inclination, I would look up. Again, Miami at home tonight are the underdogs. And they have uh, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, dude. I probably should have got you to predict what the spread was. But how many games, I mean, in this, in this postseason – have the Miami. I know they were the underdogs in all but one game of that seven-game series against the Boston Celtics. They definitely were, I think, in three of the five games against uh, against Milwaukee. Uh, they were favorites in a, a couple of those uh, New York games. A couple but, of the Nick games, yeah. yeah. But my point being, it's just crazy, dude. I mean, they have – I can guarantee you this, and in, uh, in, uh, more games than not, they have been the underdogs going in as they are again tonight. I'll say this, in my lifetime of watching the NBA, and this goes back quite a few years, uh, this is the most overachieving team I've ever seen make the finals and then be competitive. I mean, honestly, I don't remember a team this, I don't want to say talentless, that's not exactly the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. That's gotten this far. I mean, when was the last time it happened? Uh, dude, I... The I think you probably got to go back. Yeah, I think you got to go back to the Sonics and the Bullets. Yeah. I mean, because this doesn't happen in this league. It's such an aberration that we're watching right now that I, I just – you got to kind of enjoy it because I'm not sure this is ever going to happen again. Although with the new cap rules, who knows? Well, there you go. And that's why I'm saying, like I said, I've got the heat winning. Before we let you go, uh, as we are now into the 8 o'clock hour here, I've got to uh, ask you about uh, dude, that, that T-shirt that I sent you today. Uh, you're, you'll proudly wear one of those, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe they did that. That but, is hey. awesome. That is awesome. And I, my uh, second-hour guest is in here, too. We'll, we'll introduce him to that, too. But uh, the Moorhead City Motorboaters is yeah. uh, the alternate name. <laughs> and it's exactly what you think, Coach Grantham, okay? I can imagine. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, okay, well, that, that, that's a new one, right? It is. It's absolutely awesome. Rich, again, man, I'm sorry about Tuesday. Thank you for uh, this, uh, for being gracious and coming on with us. And like I said, dude, there is no way that I could have you on uh, two weeks apart, in the, and it's very possible the entire – so you've got Denver winning both these games uh, tonight and Monday. I do. Going through my head, I do. Ah, I hate that. Anyway, Rich, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Uh, soak up all this NBA finals you can, dude. All right, thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark as we uh, end our first hour in three minutes here on the show. want to thank him again. want to thank Shane Albee again. Coming up, sitting across from me right now in my plush, well-lit studio is Matt Grantham, head base, new head basketball coach at Lenore Community College. We'll be uh, bringing you the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by LCC.